Welcome to the Being Known Podcast with my friend, Dr. Kurt Thompson. My friend, Pepper Sweeney. We are here to discover and explore what it means to be truly known. And we are uh, <laughs> <laughs> we are here, season seven Dude. of the Being Known Podcast. And, you know, I can't even... How, how do we get to season seven? I don't know. How do we get here? I don't know, but I can tell you this. It, it has been so humbling. Every place that I go... The podcast is is the leading edge hmm. of the work that I'm doing, and this is this is the this is the medium that people are accessing, and they're able to you know quickly pass it on to other people. It's it's different than hey, you should buy that book, and you know whatever. But the the ease of access of this, and I, I think one of the other things that, uh, that that's and this is germane to our conversation today and this series. The main thing that people highlight is they they talk about the relationship, our relationship, yours, mine, Amy, together, that really brings life to the material that we're talking about. And so I just I just want to say that like I, two years ago, I never would have dreamed that we would be in this place, right. like launching our seventh season. I wouldn't have dreamed that we would have. I, I don't know how many. Downloads we now have. How many? Roughly? The last I checked, it was one point eight million. <laughs> I, I mean, I like, like, who knew? Like, I, I, yeah. I mean, honestly, um, when we started, I think I said to Amy, I, you know, if we get like four hundred people to listen, that that'll be that'll be awesome. You know, that'd be I mean, awesome. Really, one point eight million. Yeah, it's just. Yeah. yeah, it's just it continues to be humbling, and we want to continue to steward this. And we're we're grateful for our audience, for your listeners, uh, you all who are out there who are, who are uh, taking in this material and are encouraging us and giving us uh, hope and energy to continue to do this work. So, thank you so much for our listeners as yeah, well. Yeah, indeed. You know, um, this season is is going to be about confessional communities, which we talk a lot about on the Being Known podcast, and. So the title of this season is Confessional Communities Practicing for Heaven. And like you said, Kurt, you know, I think so much of what is happening here on this podcast, you know, you're teaching a certain, you're teaching a certain subject, but we're living that subject at the same time. You yeah, know, right it's, it's, it's really, I was thinking about it this morning. It's, it's just a mirror of the lessons that's happening in real yeah. life, in real time. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's yeah. very cool. So today's yeah. episode is Confessional Communities Forming Outposts of Beauty and Goodness. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I think for, uh, we, we, we've said this is going to be a mini-series. Um, yes. And so it's not, it's not going to be as, probably not have as many uh, episodes in the series, and our episodes themselves will be not quite as long, um, so people won't have to put up with my yammering <laughs> for as long as you want to be burdened with this. For, for as much time. But we, we would just say that uh, we're, we really feel compelled to offer this series on confessional communities. There's been so many questions and requests about it. Yep. And so we want to provide our uh, listeners with a more detailed kind of a deep dive into this process. At the same time, we just reflect that for kind of continuing to immerse ourselves in it, 
This is material that we cover in The Soul of Desire. The last two or three chapters are really kind of where most of this sits. And so if, you know, for uh, just a slower paced reflection and reading about it, that's where you can find information about that there. And the other thing I want to highlight from the beginning is that in this series, we're not explicitly giving you uh, an experience. We're not giving you an experience of being in a confessional community out you know, for for our listeners, in in, in these these are not a substitute for that. Right. We want though to highlight a lot of what happens in these, and I think one thing I would invite us to consider is, uh, it, you know, what you said earlier, Pepper, that people have talked about our relationship, and that's mm-hmm. been fruitful for me as well. I mean, that's I mean, this relationship that we have is uh, so much of what the energy the energy that helps me even continue to uh, do this. And, and so I, I want listeners to be curious about and even pay attention to the dynamics that they hear, like in our relationship, in, in our conversation, knows that, that what we're really trying to provide is a real-time example of that in some way, shape, or form. Uh, at the same time, there are at least two other opportunities. As, you know, one of the most common questions that we have is like, well, where can I find one? Where can I get into one? Where can I find right. this? And there are two opportunities that we want to highlight. Um, one is through the Center for Being Known, and that is this nonprofit uh, that we organized uh, a number of years ago. That one of its offerings now is a conference that is going to be held in October, uh, and our third one is going to be coming up this October, the last Friday in October. At the same time, it also offers training in confessional communities. And we now have our second cohort that has started with that. We have 18 groups. There are almost 200 people that are involved in these groups. And so that's a a way for you to have an opportunity for supervision. And then the other offering is through the private practice that I'm part of called New Story Behavioral Health. And there we give an even more immersive experience. It's It's an immersion training. It's two and a half day training and it's for a smaller group of people. It's for about 25 folks or so. And we are moving to doing that particularly for clinicians in the com- in the next offering that we have that will be coming up this fall. That date will be announced here very soon. So those two offerings, the Center for Being Known and New Story Behavioral Health. And, of course, if, if you have questions, you can ask about how to, how to get it. I, I would say, you know, you can go to thecbk.org. That's the... Uh, for that, and or New Story Behavioral Health. They both have websites that you can... Like, we'll have those linked in the show out. notes as well. Yeah. So um, yeah. you can just go there and click on it, and they'll take you right to where you need to be. Yeah. So in today's episode, uh, I want to just do a bit of a, a broad overview about, like, what are we talking about yeah. here? Yeah. When we when we talk about confessional communities, what are we talking about? And uh, as as is our custom, we, we say that uh, the, this process of being known is one that takes place with our understanding that we live in the context of the biblical narrative, like we're living in the story of the Bible. That's what we believe. Now, not everybody in the world thinks they're living in that story. And we would say that what we're trying to do in confessional communities is to recap, is to redo, is to start what we read about on the first two pages of the Bible, Genesis 1 and 2, that God is a creator of beauty and goodness, and that even when things go wrong, he intends to finish what he starts, even if he has to keep starting over and over and over. And like, dude, I think about my own life. Like how many times do I think to myself, like, when is God going to be done with this project with me? Like he's, he's like. <laughs> like the, like the, the guys are the construction guys that just never leave. It's just, you no, know. No, they never leave. Like, <laughs> Got to keep doing the work. 
Got to keep doing it. No. Here they come again. All right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, I'm thinking if I'm God, I'm thinking like, gosh, like how many? T- okay. Let's see. Okay. We're going to try this again with Kurt to see if he can get it. Like, it's like Abraham. Like I got lots of tries with this dude. Right. right. And so even though, even though we live in a world of trauma and carnage and all the things, God is not giving up on his project. And what he's really doing is leading us, we would say, this renewed Eden. Uh, when we listen to the guys at the Bible Project, which we highlight mm-hmm. on occasion here, they, they, they talk about this, this notion. Tim Mackey likes to talk about this notion that, you know, Eden was a place, and within Eden, there was a garden. And so you've got the wilderness, you've got Eden, and then you've got the garden, these three things. And the garden was on a mount. The garden was on a hill. And this notion that if you read throughout the text of the Bible, like it's, it, is a, it is an elevated space. It is, it is a, a garden on a hill. It is, it is to be a place where people lift their eyes. It is a place where people are going to go to create beauty and goodness. And when that didn't go well, when that project didn't go well, then you, you get to the next mount, which was Ararat. And everything. our listeners like, excuse me, what, what? So this is where Noah this is where mm-hmm. the ark comes to rest. And then from you have Moriah. And what's what's where this is where this is the mountain that Abraham climbs to sacrifice, potential sacrifice of mm-hmm. his only son. And from there you go to Horeb, which is where Moses meets God in the burning bush. And then you go to the Mount of Sinai, where God meets Moses. And then you have the tabernacle. And then you have Jerusalem, right? The tabernacle, this tent, but then you have Solomon's temple. But then you have Mount Tabor. This is the transfiguration. Jesus, Peter, James, and John. Jesus, Moses, Elijah. Then you have the Mount of Olives, which is where, you know, the, the New Testament text would suggest from where Jesus ascends, the ascension. This notion that God has a vision for creating a community that is a, that is it is a mount it is it is a thing to which we lift up our eyes where where he is going to create beauty and goodness in the world and it is throughout the scriptures it's through the through the whole ark and that these significant mountains in the biblical narrative are important events that take place and this is what we want to be about in these confessional communities we're practicing for the new Jerusalem that's coming and this whole notion that also sits with another assumption, and that is that, like, I long for a world of goodness and beauty. And my challenge is that I, I often, I, like, I feel like, oh, I'll decide what that should look like, and I'm going to go make it happen on my own. Kurt's going to do it. Dude, I, like. How's that working out time, for you? <laughs> oh, Dude. I mean, I mean, this is the thing, right? I mean, like, 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 look at this, look at this podcast. This podcast is a feature of, like, I don't do this without you and Amy. Like, it, like, it, it, it just doesn't happen. Like, you all come for me. Like, and I, and I think about, I think about, you know, we've we've talked about this before here. The number of times when Amy has and when you have come for me when I've been in places that have just not been very pretty. And you think, uh, you think if you're Abraham and you've got the knife ready to go and it can't be a very pretty place for him. Yeah. And God comes for him. 
and you think of Golgotha, a mount on a hill outside of Jerusalem. You, you know, most people would look and say, well, God didn't come for Jesus. Like, after six hours, the dude is dead. But Jesus doesn't raise himself from the dead. God raises Jesus from the dead. Confessional communities are places where we come so that other people become the voice and hands and bodies of God and raise the parts of our, our life from the dead that are dead. Mm. And that transformation, it just, if that's going to happen, it requires other people to be in our lives as we make choices to follow Jesus. Like, I can't, I can't, we'll, we'll get to this a little bit more when we talk about mirror neurons and mimicking behavior. But we need others to come to find us. Like, my salvation requires me to be an agent. I have to make the decision, but I can't get it done on my own. It's not possible for my brain to do it. It's not possible for my body to do it. And confessional communities become a place. It becomes yet one more of these new Edens. It's a representation. We are practicing for the thing that is really coming. And part of how we get that done, and we'll be exploring this over the time that we're together, part of how we get that done, we talk about different languages that we have to practice, different things that are all converging in this space. And the space itself we'll talk about in a little more detail in our coming episodes. But the first thing is that we, we, we just emphasize that it's the biblical narrative that is the foundation. And it's not just the text, it's not just the Bible, but it's the person behind that text. And as we've said in previous series that we're, we're, we're kind of like, we are um, paying attention to what we learn again from the guys at the Bible Project. We're talking about God-human text that is ancient Jewish messianic meditative wisdom literature. And all of those words are important because we really do believe that uh, what we do in the confessional community is a mirrored image of what every single one of those words represent as far as the Bible itself is concerned. You know, Kurt, as we look at confessional communities, I want to share with you our Being Known podcast community, something recently brought to my attention. Did you know that the world is facing a devastating global food crisis? Many factors have caused this, including the war in Ukraine, inflation, fertilizer shortages, the effect of COVID-19, and extreme weather, right? These things have all kind of collided to create this global food crisis. And as food prices climb, hunger and malnutrition in vulnerable children intensifies. And so when we learned about this crisis, we thought, what can we do about it? This is why we sought out a partnership with Compassion International. Phyllis and I have supported Compassion International for years, and we know firsthand the amazing work that they do. One of the unique things about Compassion is that they work with local churches located where the need is most urgent. This is church-driven, child-focused, Christ-centered work. And this is where we all come in. Now, here's what we're asking you to do a one-time donation of $50. You're not going to believe what Compassion International can do with this $50. They feed a family of five for a full month with that $50 donation. Wow. Now, we get to be a part of this work, right? Compassion International empowers people from their own community to help. This is locally sourced food delivered neighbor to neighbor. And, you know, I love this because when help does arrive— 
it arrives with a familiar face at the door. And we certainly hope this helps the families and children feel seen, soothed, safe, and secure, in addition to feeding them. Hmm. These interventions help families return to normal so children can experience healthy development and thrive in their God-given potential. We really need your help here. So go to Compassion.com forward slash known. That's C-O-M-P-A-S-S-I-O-N dot com forward slash known. Make a $50 donation and feed a family of five for a month. We'll have a link in the show notes as well. Please join us. So being immersed in the text of the scriptures is a like critically important part of this because we're being formed. Interpersonal neurobiology, that's another element of this. We've talked an awful lot about that over the course of our series together, the nine domains of integration. We'll talk a little bit more about that. So we're really looking at the material world, right? So the biblical narrative, the material world, group psychotherapy processes and dynamics. We like to say that that's, this is the third piece of this, that things happen in the room where it happens. Right. To steal a line. Yeah. Right? And we are people who are very heady and we like to live in our heads. But the moment that we start to bring all of that into real time and space and name things that are happening in the room right now in real time and space, that's where things begin to change. We discover that there are lots of layers of reality in human relational interactions. You know, I'm sitting here in the room with you and I'm thinking about something else and you might not, you, you might not know that. But if you say, Kurt, what are you thinking? Now I bring my full self into the room and that's when things begin to change. But I'm not going to be doing that if somebody's not paying attention to the fact that multiple layers of relational dynamics are taking place at the same time. Yeah. Not unlike an orchestra. And we'll talk more about that as well. But this is a complex system. This is all part of the group psychotherapy dynamics, that things happen in the room, that there's multiple layers of those relational interactions, that it's a complex system, but it has simple energy sources. And by that, we are people, we say that we are people who have great longing. We are people who have great grief. We are people who long to be people of joy, but we are prevented from that by virtue of our fear and our shame. We talk about how life is actually very simple and excruciatingly difficult. But it's not difficult because it's complicated. It's difficult because of how much fear and how much shame we carry with us. Hmm. And so one of the things that we really then want to try to do or become, we want to become people who are multilingual. We want to talk in all these different, you know, all these different dialects that we've just listed from the biblical narrative to neuroscience to group psychotherapy work. All these things are in play as part of how we are being formed. And we'd say that language, so the different languages that we're going to learn, and, and this is part of what we learn in these confessional communities. And we say that language is a function of culture, like language represents culture. And so we are going to learn, we, we live in a culture, the culture that we typically operate in is a culture that helps us practice not being very wise. It helps us practice being distracted. It helps us practice paying only attention to myself. It narrows my scope of attunement and awareness of the world. This is going to be a process that learns multiple different languages so that we can see things that we couldn't even imagine seeing before. And so there we become aware of, the, of all these things that are happening 
And that not only that, but we're not just going to notice things that happen in the confessional community. We come to recognize that everything that happens in that confessional community is happening at Safeway. It's happening in the bedroom. It's happening in the kitchen. It's happening in the boardroom. It's happening in church worship services. It's happening everywhere. What's different about confessional communities is that here we are explicit about it. We're just we're we're just going to be honest about what's actually happening, and we're not going to pretend that we're something other than who we are. The mission of these confessional communities is that we become formed into the image of the King, and so it's a formational process. We are formed. We don't form ourselves. We participate, we have agency, as we said before, but we are not by ourselves ultimately the masters of the process. We are being formed by the community that we are embedded in, and that's going to be true no matter what. So the real question becomes, what is the community in which you're embedded? Is it your Facebook community? Because I'll tell you, if that's the case, like, dude, I... We could go on and on about the trouble that that's going to cause. Real briefly, we've got two texts that are going to be examples of like how how this kind of happens for us, just to get us started. And again, this is to get us started to help us start to to percolate and be curious about like how we're using the biblical narrative and how that applies. The first is Luke twenty four. Uh, many of you are familiar with this story. There's these two guys that are walking to Emmaus, and they come upon this third dude. They don't know who he is, and he starts talking to them about what the events were in Jerusalem. You know, this is the Sunday of the purported, they've heard rumors that this Jesus that they followed had been, you know, he'd been crucified, resurrected. And this dude is walking with him and, you know, he's talking about the scriptures and so forth. And they're like, oh, this is really interesting. And he's, I mean, he has to go on and they invite him in for dinner and he breaks the bread and gives thanks. And the moment that he does, their eyes are opened. And at that moment, he also disappears. It's important for us to pay attention to this, that He had been talking to them for their entire walk, but things didn't happen for them until the bread was broken. It's important for us to pay attention to. Then we get to John 20. Thomas, who had not seen Jesus with the rest of the gang at his first appearance, is in the room where Jesus appears again. And many of you may know this story that Thomas is invited by Jesus. Look, look at my wounds. And we come to find that you know, Thomas didn't just need to believe that Jesus was alive. Thomas actually also first needed to believe that Jesus was dead. Uh, he wasn't there. They all, they, they all took off. They all took off like, who knows what happened to him? It's not until Thomas sees Jesus' wounds that Thomas believes. It's not just that he sees him alive. He sees the evidence that he was dead. Yeah, And we're going to come to find out that our transformation and our coming to life is as much about our wounds as it is about our strengths. Belief only changes when first there is a change in the material world until I can reveal to you in real time and space in the room with you what is true about my life. I'm not going to make changes. It's not going to be enough for me just to hear a sermon. I'm going to have to have some kind of material interaction with other people before my belief begins to change. And this change takes place in the context of community. So for today, we've got a couple of things. One is an artistic offering, and that is the Renaissance painter Caravaggio has a painting of Thomas that we invite yeah. our listeners. I'm looking at it right now. It's a... Dude. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, I, you know, I, I would invite people to, you know, you can find this online very easily and it's, you know, may not, may not replace standing in front of it, but it's, you know, it's, it's a pretty crystal clear representation of what that painting is and the light and the, the whole thing. It's just absolutely gorgeous. But I would invite them to sit in front of this for a while. Yeah. And see how it affects you. Yeah. And yeah. I think I think for me, I, I came to recognize that uh, uh, Thomas needed both his brothers and he needed Jesus for Thomas to believe, hmm. for Thomas to be transformed, and he needed to be able to have an encounter with his wounds. I love that in the painting. Jesus has got his hand, and he's guiding Thomas's hand yeah. actually oh, into the wound. I mean, he's, dude, like, yeah, ah, uh, yeah, ah, uh, yeah, ah, uh, ah, uh. yeah, right to the very wound. Jesus is going to go with him, yeah, like physically go with yep. him. Yep, yep. And and we have an application for this week. Yeah, we do. So we we've been we've you know been hinting at this notion that you know these confessional communities are really about doing embodied work. It's not work in our head, off on isolation by ourselves. It's embodied work that we do together. And so today, just I want to invite us to begin to practice making observations. And we've talked about the shorthand for what our our minds do that we sense, we image, we feel, we think, and we behave. That SIFT B acronym. I just want to invite you to reflect on those things, when you sense yourself, sensing, imaging, feeling, thinking, and behaving. And what of those things, when you notice them, do you recognize, oh, I keep these things to myself. I'm not sharing this with anybody else. And this, again, this is not a critique. This is not to say, oh, you should be sharing. It's just to say, oh, start to take an inventory of how much of your mental life happens in the privacy of your own mind and is not really ever given access. Other people aren't given access such that it can be transformed. And so part of how we can begin to open ourselves to transformation is just beginning to be curious about, oh, up until now, what part of me have I been working really hard to keep from being transformed without even knowing that that's what I'm doing? And then beginning next, uh, at our, in our next uh, episode, we'll be talking in some more detail about What do we begin to do with all those parts of us that we have been conveniently keeping hidden from everyone else instead of coming into the room where Jesus wants to take our hand and go with us into the wounds? Hmm. That's beautiful, Kurt. Yeah, yeah. All right. That's uh, a little taste of what's to come in this uh, mini season that we're doing here. I hope you all are enjoying it as much as I am. And... I would love to invite you to stick around if you're watching us on YouTube for Amy to join us here. Kurt, I love you. Until next week. Right back at you. Right on, brother. This podcast is produced by Kurt Thompson, Pepper Sweeney, and myself, Amy Chella. Audio production and editing is by Keaton Simons. Video production and editing is by Mark Gould. Speaking of videos... Each week, we post the video version of every episode to our YouTube channel. You can find us on YouTube by going to youtube.com or your app and searching Being Known Podcast. 
If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us on social media at Being Known Pod. If you like this podcast, tell a friend. Tell all of your friends. And please like, rate, and review. Be well, be known.